Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Believe in Tiger Woods on the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. The Tiger Woods Podcast, episode 19. Cam Rogers coming at you here on the Believe Podcast Network. Quite a show on tap for you guys. I am in a position where I just don't know what to make of the world of Tiger Woods as we stand. Last week was definitely something. Tiger withdrawing from the Northern Trust, citing a mild oblique strain. Here I go on WebMD.com trying to figure out what the heck that all means. Texting my friends who are in the anatomy space, if you will, and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So that is the first third of the show here today, is me essentially trying to figure out what is happening with the GOAT of the PGA Tour. Like I said, episode 19 here on Believe will kick off the show with last week and the Northern Trust Open. What exactly went down there with Tiger coming up later? The BMW Championship is this week. This could be the final tournament of Tiger Woods's PGA Tour season here in 2019. I'll break down his FedEx Cup situation. And then you have... The slow play debate. And I am going to tell you why. We need to stop focusing in on Bryson DeChambeau and J.B. Holmes and essentially the slow PGA Tour golfers and direct our attention to a different type of golfer. I'll tell you more about that towards the end of the program. But let's look back. To the Northern Trust. From what I understand, Tiger Woods is going to play this week, number one. Let me just get that out there. But Tiger Woods withdrawing from the Northern Trust after his opening round four over par 75 on that Thursday, withdrawing on that Friday, citing a mild oblique strain. Here is the full statement from the GOAT. Quote, I went for treatment early Friday morning, but unfortunately, I'm still unable to compete. I'd like to thank the New Jersey and New York fans for their support and remain hopeful I can compete next week at the BMW Championship. Like I said, all indications are that Tiger is playing. He has his groupings all set. His tee times are ready to rock. So... We should expect him on the course at least on Thursday. We'll see if he can make it through one round of competitive golf. But here is the bottom line with Tiger Woods as we stand. This is becoming a pattern. These ailments, on and off issues. Woods has talked about it multiple times since that Masters victory. Stiffness, tightness. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of the situation with Tiger Woods. This is who he is at 43 years old, 
with a surgically repaired back. He's going to suffer from some sort of ailment a few times a year. And that leads me to this. We just never know on a given week what we will get from Tiger Woods. It could be a major championship, ergo the Masters, in 2019. It could be a random missed cut after he got stiff on that Wednesday before a tournament, ergo the PGA Championship at Bethpage Black. It could be a top 10 finish at the Memorial, for example, at Muirfield Village, Jack Nicklaus's tournament. So from a health standpoint and a performance standpoint, we just don't know. And that obviously was something that we did not think about when Tiger Woods was ripping off tournaments left and right in 2000, 2001, heck, 2013, when he won Player of the Year, won the Players' Championship that season. I talked about this on ESPN Orlando over the weekend. Shout out to those guys for having me on. I think this is turning into a Fred Couples type of situation. And by that I mean, whenever Fred Couples is in contention, if you recall those years in the late 2000s when Fred was up there on the leaderboard at the Masters, everybody talked about, well, how's that back going to hold up? Can he make it through four competitive rounds without having that one round where he shoots a 75 and takes himself outside of contention. I am worried and close to being convinced that Tiger Woods is now Fred Couples 2.0 in the sense that his back is going to be a talking point, even if he is showing no signs of ailment whatsoever. It's still going to be a topic of conversation. So, I really don't want it to be. I really wish we could always just focus on Tiger's approach game, on his wedge game, on his putting, on his driver. But now we have to talk about his health, week in and week out. And it's nobody's fault. It's not the media's fault. It's not the fans' fault. It's not Tiger's fault. It's exactly what I said. The reality of the situation. So Jason Sobel, a great golf writer, said it best. It's a catch-22. Here's what Jason said on Twitter. His body won't let him get enough reps, so he's rusty when he plays. When he plays, his body isn't used to the reps, so it starts to break down. In other words, there's no winning. It's a lose-lose, and the stars have to align for Tiger Woods to be competitive in a given tournament. This season has been very Jekyll and Hyde. Since that Masters victory, it's been a bit of a wash. Missed cuts at a couple of major championships, basically an absent performance at the U.S. Open, although he did finish inside the top 25. Like I mentioned, that top 10 at the Memorial. But other than that, I mean, it's just been confusing. 
head scratching. And let me just say this. There is nobody more frustrated about this reality than Tiger Woods. When you go through all of these surgeries and you are putting in the proper precautions to make sure you enter that tee box on the first tee 100% and yet you still deal with these ailments. That's annoying. That is a nuisance type of pain that Tiger Woods is going through. And it's interesting. We've heard the ACL before back in 2007. We've heard the Achilles and now the oblique is being thrown out there here in 2019. Now, this makes some sense. The oblique, in a way, is connected to the back. If your oblique is strained or tight or whatever, you can subsequently feel lower to mid-back pain. That's not me. Those are the people that I have been texting in regards to what this all means. People that are experts in this space. So, it begs the question here, looking ahead to 2020, is Tiger going to trim down his schedule even more so? Perhaps it's just, literally, the four major championships, the Players' Championship, the Farmers' Insurance Open, the Genesis Open, because it's his tournament, so he has to play, in a way, and maybe a couple of FedEx Cup events in the playoffs that's under 10 events in a given year the four majors the players that's five the farmers insurance open at tory pines he loves that course so that's six the genesis makes it seven and maybe two fedex cup playoff events if he even qualifies so that would be nine you know, Kyle Porter of CBSSports.com, golf writer, really good one, said that it's not outside of the realm of possibility that Tiger plays four major championships and that's it. And honestly, it really isn't. It's not out of the realm of possibility because Tiger obviously cannot play a full schedule that we know. Apparently, his schedule in 2019 is too hefty as well. So he's going to have to dial it back a little bit more, at the very least, for 2020. And then you couple that with the fact that Tiger literally only cares about the major championships at this point. Now, that is an assumption. I will just say that right here, right now. That is not factually proven. Tiger never said that his whole focus is the major championships and he does not give a crap about anything else. But deep down inside, I feel he feels that the majors are on another tier and everything else is just kind of gravy, if you will. So is it going to happen? Will Tiger play just four tournaments next year? Probably not. He'll play more. I think seven or eight is probably a good bet. Probably not as many tournaments as he is playing here in 2019. So Tiger Nation, I say this, take in what you can. Watch those highlights 
from the Masters earlier this year. Live back in that moment. He's not going to win player of the year. I talked about the possibility of him doing that if he won last week and then maybe won the tour championship and contended this week at the BMW. All of that is out the window. Brooks Kepka is going to win player of the year. So sit back, enjoy that Masters victory, and go into this week, the BMW, with very low expectations. There is a reason a week ago I picked him to finish T45. Because I just had no idea what we were going to get coming off that missed cut at the British Open. Another layoff. And then going into a tournament that, yes, he has had success at. But we're talking about 2009 and 2013. So, big gap there. And a small sample size. So, let's talk about the FedEx Cup playoff situation. It is a long shot. Well, not a long shot. But it's very unlikely, I think, that Tiger Woods does make it to the Tour Championship at East Lake. So as we stand, Tiger is number 38 in the FedEx Cup playoff standings. So number one, if he doesn't play this week, he's done for the year because the top 30 make it to the Tour Championship. But Tiger's agent said that they will reevaluate his health and we'll see from there. But again, all indications are that Tiger is going to play this week. But even if he is just eight spots out of the qualifying 30 for the Tour Championship, what makes you think he can get back inside that bracket? I just don't know. His approach game is a little iffy right now. That was the one thing we could hang our hat on. His iron game, in particular his long iron game, has been really good overall. In 2019. Right now, though, not so good. So this week, they're playing outside of Chicago, Medina, which is a course that has hosted some PGA championships before. A long course, over 7,200 yards, and will put a premium on those long irons, especially the par fives, two of which are over 600 yards. So, if Tiger Woods wants to channel one of his big strengths in 2019, utilizing those long irons, now is the time. So, I'm not going to make a prediction for this week because literally it'd be like throwing a dart blindfolded. I have no basis, no data, nothing to really go off of except for the fact that Tiger Woods is ailing right now. Now, some people, by the way, are calling for him to just shut it down. Well, hold on just a minute. Are you there in the training room with Tiger? Are you seeing what type of pain he is feeling? Is it acute? Is it long-term? I'm utilizing the lingo right now. And you just don't know. You're not inside Tiger's circle here. And some people are saying that he should shut it down. Well... I'm not going to go that far because I just don't know what exactly he is feeling in a given moment. So it's not really for me to say. I will say selfishly that 
I want Tiger Woods playing as much as possible just because I love watching him play the game of golf, but health comes first. So I want to wrap up the show with this whole slow play debate. If you happen to be tuned into Twitter, Bryson DeChambeau has been the villain of slow play on the PGA Tour for the last five days. So there's a video of him taking about five hours to hit a putt that has gone viral all over social media. Five hours, of course, being hyperbole. Took him about two minutes. And by the way, he missed it. And then it led to Mr. Outspoken himself, Brooks Kepka, to make a comment. And then golf writer Eamon Lynch said he was standing on the putting green when Bryson walked up to Brooks's caddy to tell Brooks to say these criticisms to his face. So Brooks went to social media to criticize Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson went to Brooks's caddy and said, Yo, bro, why don't you have Brooks uh, say it to my face, huh? You know, it's funny how even golfers can act like tough guys sometimes. By the way, you rarely see this. Animosity between players. You've seen it in the past between Tiger and Sergio multiple times. But even that was a bit of a rarity. Keegan Bradley and Miguel Angel Jimenez went at it once a couple of years ago at a golf tournament. Went at it, like, in their face. But otherwise, you don't see it much on the PGA Tour. You know what they say about the game of golf. It's a gentleman's game, right? Handshakes and hats off after the round is over. So, in a way, it was kind of refreshing to see this dialogue, this discussion over Twitter, over the airwaves, and between Bryson and Brooks, because this is a problem. Now, Tiger talked about this last week, that slow play has been an issue he has dealt with since his early days of playing. Now, the PGA Tour feels the need to do something thanks to social media. Great. Wonderful. Let's see what they can come up with to counteract this slow play discussion and problem. The reality is, this is not a big deal. Like, I am not all that affected by this from a PGA Tour standpoint. Because guess what? When you're watching golf on TV and you have Bryson DeChambeau, Doing his stupid routine, taking five hours to miss an eight-foot putt? Well, guess what? The CBS executive producer in the truck can be like, all right, let's cut away to hole number 13, Justin Rose in the fairway. Boom, done. So Bryson does his little routine. We can enjoy Justin Rose, and then we can finally cut back to Bryson when he is about to hit his putt. Does that make sense? So from a fan perspective, I don't think it's a big deal. From a player perspective on the PGA Tour, totally, I get it. Brooks, Rory McIlroy has been outspoken as well. I get it. But for me, for you, for the amateur golfer, eh, who cares? So here is where the problem truly lies for all of us. 
there should be a bigger outrage about slow play on the amateur level. For you weekend golfers, think about this. Maybe you're in the car, on a beach, in the gym right now. Pause. Not in the car, though. Keep driving. And think, how many hours worth of a commitment do you have to cement for a round of golf on a weekend? For me, it's about six hours. Why? Well, partially because golf is still popular, believe it or not. And the courses are packed a lot of times, especially during the summer. The other part, these hackers, these slappers, don't know how to play golf. And don't know how to play fast. And they think they are on the PGA Tour at the U.S. Open, lining up a 24-foot putt that's going to take them probably three additional putts to get it in the hole. That is the real issue. So forget about the PGA Tour. That doesn't affect me because I'm not playing with Bryson DeChambeau or J.B. Holmes or Ben Crane, who is notoriously slow as well. I'm playing with the average Joe, who thinks he's on the tour but is not, is like a 30 handicap, and I have to devote six hours of my day to golf when it should really be four and a half because they're playing so slowly. Like, that is the real issue here, and I think you guys would probably agree with me on that. I have played my fair share of rounds on the golf course, stuck behind a foursome of slappers who have no idea what they're doing. They have no etiquette. They leave their golf bags in really bad spots when they go to putt which leaves them to walk across the green to get their bag, walk back over, and then go to the tee box. So, sure, there could be, and yes, there is, a slow play problem on the PGA Tour. But like I just mentioned, if you are watching golf, it really doesn't affect you. Yeah, it's fun for social media to make fun of players, I guess, whatever, haha, lol, but the practical issue is for us when we go and play on a weekend and you have these clowns in jeans and t-shirts at your local public course not playing well. And it's not even that. Like, if they do suck, whatever. But that's when you have that situational awareness, if you know what I mean, to pick up the ball, drop it, somewhere forward with the rest of the group. And if the entire group sucks, again, situational awareness. Are you going to get a guaranteed eight on this hole? If you are, then just walk. Walk to about 100 yards in and then go ahead and hit your shot. So not to be all preachy about it, but I feel like that's how a lot of amateur golfers feel. PGA Tour, PGA Schmore. The real issue is for the weekend golfer on the public course. Usually the country clubs are good because you get seasoned golfers for the most part and they know what they're doing. Public golf courses, well, they're public. And if they're cheap, 
Usually you have the casual golfer in jeans, in a t-shirt, and I'm not trying to spend $80 on a round of golf, so I usually opt for the cheaper rates out there. And I guess a byproduct of that is being stuck behind Joe the Slapper, who's going to shoot a buck fifty anyway, but thinks he's on the PGA Tour. So there you go. That is my rant on the slow play discussion. Let me know what you think on social media. Hit me up on Twitter, at MrRogers99, and hit me up on the gram, at MrRogers98. This has been episode number 19 of the Tiger Woods Podcast. I'm your guy, Cam Rogers. Good luck to Tiger here at the BMW Championship. We'll see what happens. I really hope he does qualify for the Tour Championship. He can then defend his title at East Lake. Plenty of more episodes coming down the pipeline. Keep it right here. Subscribe. Enjoy. Tell your friends. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.